This meeting is being recorded. Leave. Don't leave it. Enjoy. That's what I did by accident the other day. Okay, here goes. Hi, it's Mark Wilch here. Thanks for joining us for this special Hawkeyad Match Day Live edition of the Finnish Football Show. Um, we're going to talk now just before the Bulgaria Finland game. Uh, a little bit of preview, predictions. Um, I'm joined by Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. By Mark. Hi, Mark. Moi. And by Keke. Hi, Keke. Terve. And then when we finish recording this, we're going to go and watch the first half of the game. Then we're all going to jump back in together and uh, give our halftime thoughts. And then the same thing at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the game as well. So um, we just... Mark just published a, a, a kind of preview um, blog um, and what he started doing is to rope us all in to help him write the blog so it's not completely a one-man band anymore um, and there were some split opinions among the team let's let's go for those who are feeling a bit more cautious Mark let's hear your a bit more from you because you weren't able to join us on Friday so people will be wanting to hear hear your thoughts um, Based on the result on Wednesday, how are you feeling about tonight? Um, I think the result on Wednesday was fantastic. You know, I think it's one of those ones that goes down in history. And I think it's got absolutely bugger all to do with tonight. Because I think it's like, I think what we did is we, we, we picked up on, on, a, on a, like, we got a bit lucky because France had a lot of chances and they, and they missed them. And then we got a, a midfield of Nzonzi and Pogba that we managed to bully which I think is quite unusual when you play France. I think I saw some stat yesterday that Pogba and, and Kante, when they start and play 90 minutes, France haven't lost ever. I think they've played like something like 30 games and uh, Pogba and, 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 and Golo Kante have never been like beaten as a, as a midfield duo. So I think we got lucky against France. And I think tonight, uh, Bulgaria are going to try and make it hard for us. They're going to make it you know, sticky. They're going to try and either block like at the back or they're going to try and clog up, clog, clog, clog up the midfield and then hit us on, on the counter. So I think... That plus we're away from home and we're still Finland. I think we're going to be, River's going to be cautious. I'm going to go for, I reckon it's going to be a, a dire affair and a dirty 1 0 to us. <laughs> Which is exactly the phrase you used in the, uh, in the, in the preview blog as well. Rich, talk, talk a little bit about the team that's out there tonight. Um, well, this is what I'd imagine a full-strength team would be. I mean, there's 11 changes from the one that started on Wednesday. Um, I suppose... Uh, Alho playing at right back is a bit of a surprise. I don't know if Reitler's not fully fit. Is, is he in his squad? I can't remember. I think, he, I think um, he dropped out, didn't he? Oh, of course he did, yeah. So, um, obviously, Alho starting at right back is a big change. And um, Robin Lodd's been in good form. Rob Taylor's been in great form when he's made the national team the last few games. So, I think... Uh, you know, th there'll be the, the people who say, you know, may maybe Calco's probably the most unlucky to not play in the starting 11 after his performance the other night. But um, certainly when you look at the spine of the team, Dudetsky, Ariuri Toivu, Spav Kamara, Poyan Palapuki, that's first choice, no doubt there. Um, and then you've got plenty of options off the bench. So I think, uh, and, and as Mark said, I, I'm, I'm more towards his camp, I think. I can't see there being more than two goals. I think if uh, uh, a nice get one early in the second half, 
hopefully. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine it being a cakewalk. I mean, Bulgaria have still got something to play for. They're bottom of the group. So we'll see. Keke, you're, you're in the slightly more optimistic side of the uh, camp, along with me, I have to say. How, what, what do you think for this game and why? Well, as I said on the, uh, on the blog, you know, um, I think the two up front who have come back have got something to prove. They'll, they'll be hungry to score goals after the, uh, after the young guns making such an impact against France in the week. So, Poi and Palo and Puki, they, they, they've got to hit the net to, uh, to keep, keep their, their, their place in the side. So, I understand what the lads are saying. I think that the, they'll try and, Bulgaria will try and clog the midfield. They'll obviously try and be as resolute as they can in, uh, in defence. But I think if we, if we can penetrate that defence and get, get a goal in the first half, then, you know, it's not quite floodgates, but I can see us going on and scoring a couple more. I think that, um, to coin a phrase, I think that Bulgaria will at some point feel the false. So uh, I think it's, <laughs> he, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make an impact at some point. Um, and in the form he's in, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bet against him finding the back of the net. So, yeah, I've gone for a 3-0. And I think, you know, Radetzky's got all those clean sheets behind him. You've got Ara Yuri and Toivio coming back in, solid as a rock. So, um, yeah, I've gone for 3-0 Finland. I think we all kind of agree there's not going to be many goals against. Bulgaria in these four um, Czech Nations League games so far have scored once against the Republic of Ireland. Um, so, probably, we're, we're secure going forward. It's just in the other direction. Um, so, I, I also, somehow, always, always over-optimistic, but I've, I also predicted a 3-0 victory. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm looking forward to this. You said before we started recording, Keke, that you're, you've been excited all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm well up for this, you know. And, it's and obviously, Rich, um, sorry. It's obviously a, a year to the day that we celebrated qualifying for Euro 2020 or 21, whatever they're going to call it, 2020. But... Um, so I so say the players all know that it's a it's a huge anniversary for them. They'll that's going to pump them up a little bit, you know. Um, obviously they're professionals, so they're not going to let it get carried away. But they're obviously aware of the anniversary. They um, the the Palolito publicity people have been making a big show of that all day. So um, yeah, hopefully we can celebrate that anniversary and celebrate another win. And, and Rich, you've had some communications from deep within the Hukia camp today. Um, yeah. There's been there's been quite a story on the, the a, a photo story that broke. Um, give us a little bit of detail. So explain to everyone who maybe hasn't seen it what's what's happened and and what your intel tells us. Um, well, weirdly, um, like so, as UEFA allowed, Finland were training in the Bulgaria stadium the night before the game, and um, the Hukia. Facebook and Twitter published pictures from the, the squad training. Uh, one of them had a picture of Timo Puki with what can only be described as an old man haircut. It was, um, and the pictures then got deleted. So uh, they removed the post both on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then uh, it's just weird. I mean, it's obviously a deliberate thing and I'm trying to work out, but I texted um, a player who I know in the squad who got back in touch and just said, I, oh, we can't disclose the internal matters of the, tr- of the, uh, of the squad. So I'm not sure if he it's did, about he did he's say lost. It. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Um, I'm not sure if it's a bet that he's lost or it's just paying tribute to someone. It might be someone's birthday or 
a big event for them or something. But um, yeah, it's just um, it's, it's such an obvious thing. I mean, the to the deal to Salamat journalist who, who wrote the story suggests maybe he was a fan of Jordan Lechkov, the Bulgaria player <laughs> when they played in the World Cup in '94. <laughs> The same haircut with that little tuft at the front. And I think he scored the winner in the quarterfinal against Germany. So uh, hopefully that's, what, that's the kind of little touch he's looking for. A bit of a fryer tuck going on. It was a bit yeah. of a fryer tuck. Yeah, that's true. It, the, the message, the voice message you received, we, we heard it. And there was, a, there was a, a twinkle in the voice, if one can say. that It wasn't a, a straight refusal. It was a refusal with a smirk, I would say. There, yeah. there, there, is, a, there is a story there somewhere. There is. It's, um, um, I know. I know. We don't like to. I know we don't like to talk too much about hockey, ice hockey on this show. But a few years ago, when um, when Yup Uvascular won the uh, the ice hockey SM Liga, the um, the coach had a had a had a similar challenge. He was um, bald through the middle and had had hair around the side. And quite a few of the uh, Yuppie ice hockey fans decided to shave their heads in exactly the same style to to celebrate the win. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tamil's is a is a tribute to someone. Um, Mark, what do you what do you think? He's he's been a bit quiet on the goals front for the most of this year, really. Tamil Gulki, um, recent form. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not been he's not been on fire. I've got to say, you know what I mean. Like he's, I think Norwich are, Norwich haven't took to the championship that well, um, and I think he's got a couple of goals. He's not he's not set the world alight. So I think I think the other thing is that a little bit like this, like a bit of a bit of hijinks inside the squad might be good to get him a bit relaxed you know get him get him you know ingratiated back with the with the team a little bit and uh, take a bit of the pressure off sorry. Sorry. Talking about the, the it, it, hmm. sorry. I, I was gonna say it look, it sounds like some one of us has got a bit of hijinks going on in the in the background there and those that are watching the video will see that rich appears to be preparing dinner while talking and multitasking it's using these, a very big um, knife and talking it's this UEFA weekend of football thing, isn't it? But, um, yeah, no, I was just about to say, maybe uh, Finland are taking a book out of Romania when they all bleach their hair blonde at the yeah. 98 World Cup. Yeah. So, then it's only Let's Pookie. Let's the entire squad <laughs> comes out with a fryer tuck today. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think hey, our beloved Spav will. How about if we wrap it up there for now? And we'll jump back in at, at half time and see if any of us are anywhere near with our predictions like we weren't yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. Sounds good. good. We'll cool. be back. We'll be back shortly. Enjoy the first half, everybody. Kempia. Okay, it's half time. Um, hopefully, you just heard some little sound effects which will please Kevin, because I tried to get some sound effects back in just to please our listeners who have commented that they were missing. Um, at the halftime whistle, um, the, the game is currently Bulgaria nil, Finland 2, which is uh, about par for what some of us expected and, and much better than, than others. Um, Keke, you can, you can start us with, uh, with what happened right near the beginning of the game. Well, there you go. Tamil Pukki, back in the side, back on the score sheet. I mean, um, a lot of credit's got to go to Robert Taylor for the uh, pinpoint pass. But yeah, Pukki didn't, but he, you know, we say he doesn't miss those ones, but he, he's not been in a, a too rich scoring 
scoring vein of form lately. But yeah, he uh, managed to find the back of the net and one nil, and that's just just the start we were looking for. I mean, both teams came out the uh, come out the traps quite quite rapid, and it was um, a bit a bit bit frantic first first few minutes. But um, but yeah, to go one nil one nil up away at, at that early in the game settles the nerves and and great from great finish from Tamil. It was classic Pookie, wasn't it? Like on the shoulder of the of the defender and the ball split through to him and he ran in from the, the edge of the box and, and sort of slotted it, slotted it past the past the keeper. That settled my nerves quite early on, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Mark, you you predicted the game would be uh, a dirty game and quite and quite tight. Um, how did you see find the first half? Yeah, it was a lot more. It was a lot more open. I think um, the the Bulgarians, when they were in possession at the start, first five minutes, and they keep, kept going. Actually, they, they're they're trying to push the fullbacks up with the wingers to double up on on Alho and on Urna on the other side. So they're being a lot more aggressive than I would have thought. They are still being dirty without the ball, so they try to drop back without the ball to like a flat five um, at the back, and uh, they they've been throwing tackles around like. Like crazy, so they, they, they've. I mean, they've gone. They've gone in hard and heavy, on on Lord in particular. Borja Palo obviously limped off, which is which is not good to see. Uh, and a lot of others, they they're really throwing their weight around. So they've been dirty like that. But was there actually contact on Borja Palo? Well, there was contact on his. I think on his shoulder. So he's he's like he's. They, they've gone across the back of him and sort of pulled him a bit, and he's pulled up. I think so. I don't know. I don't know if it's. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's something's gone in his in his. I think he had problems with his ankles before. It looked like he turned his ankle, yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. There was so much going on in that moment. And they only showed the the action a couple of times. So um, actually, seeing what caused him to sort of turn over his ankle was uh, a bit tricky to see. It it looked like the planted foot. You know, he um, he was yeah. running at pace, wasn't he? He was going quite. He and he looks like he's planted his foot, and the weight's gone down on that planted foot. So it it doesn't look. Doesn't look nice for the moment, but hopefully, you know, we wait and see what the prognosis is. But hopefully, it's, it's not a not another long one for him. Rich, who who caught your eye during the during the first half? Um, well, I think from from what I saw, I mean, having Taylor and Lodd in that team, they they give something a bit different. Um, you know, they're, they're the two positions that you kind of think are the most up for grabs in that side. And yet they've both turned up. Taylor's been in excellent form for in the Finland shirt for the last couple of games. Uh, Lod has been playing really well in MLS. And I know he's not been in the squad. A, a lot of it's for you know, club versus country kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, he's, he's come in and done really well. I mean, he's a quality player anyway. And I think he's just kind of suffered in where does he fit into the team. But, um, I mean, he's looked really good. He's looked like he's not missed any action at all. And um, there's a lovely taken goal at the end as well, I would say. The end. The end of the first half. It's a hard one to take as well because he's like it's, it's bobbling up and out. He's got to get over the ball. Like he gets over it and like, shim, like digs it into the ground and then back up. Because you, you hit that one ten times and nine times it goes into row F. But he's such a technically good player. I think that's what Finland have missed. He's not as quick as some of the others, but yeah. on the ball and and his control. I mean, a lot of the goals he scores in in America, they are well-taken first-time finishes. Normally, he's the first on with a rebound and things like that. And that's exactly what happened here. So, no, he's done really well. I like Alho right back as well. Um, I know that Albin Grandlin was there for a, a year or two um, regularly. But I don't know. Alho seems to bring a little bit of bite and also 
when when the game allows it, he's getting down the wing as well and, and provides a bit of extra down there. I've uh, I've liked seeing him in the team the last few games. He is he is he is certainly getting forward, but he when you say a bit of bite, he's got to be a bit careful. He's on a yellow, and he's um, yeah. you know there was there was another another mistimed tackle that he was quite late. He gave away the free kick, and um, yeah, he's just got to watch his timing. I think in this second half, but yeah, he's he's doing well. I think he shouldn't have yeah, been booked true. for the f- the first one, but I think he probably should have been booked overall. Yeah. <laughs> first first, first yeah. off, he did enough niggling ones. <laughs> I think the, the the lad they've got they've got a number nine Delev, uh, who seems to have a pretty quick feet and a good turn of pace. He needs to stay away from him. He keeps getting drawn close and and then starts like sticking his feet in where where he shouldn't. So he needs to he needs to um, back off. But I don't think we've got really we don't have a like a like for like we don't have a proper right back on the on the bench today. So he's going to have to do the job. And we saw, uh, we mentioned that Joel Ockenpala went off injured and it saw Marcus Force come on. So my Wednesday prediction that he might make a cameo has been blown out of the water for the second time because he's going to get a good hour's worth of play again in this game. So let's see, uh, let's see what comes from, uh, from him in the second half as well. Um, I guess, unless anyone's got any other, any other comments in the first half, maybe we wrap up there and, uh, and get back together at the end of the game. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, that's the end of the game. We just finished Bulgaria 1, Finland 2. Um, it was not as easy as it looked like it was going to be after six minutes <laughs> of the game. Um, Mark, we were, we were talking before, um, or at half-time, uh, about the game being dirty, and it stayed physical pretty much through to the end. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they they. It, it's not it's not nice for us, but they did a good job of of stopping us every time we wanted to get a quick breakaway. They threw the boot in on on pretty much everybody who wanted to to transition the ball forward. Um, but that was actually that second half was a lot more closer to what I thought the overall game would have been. Like I think we took our foot off the gas a bit, as you do when you think you're two goals up. Um, it allowed it allowed them to come back into the game. And then also to try and effectively block the middle of the pitch. Uh, so yeah, it was a bit, a bit of an anticlimax after the first after the first half. Was an anticlimax in that Finland didn't score any more goals. But as I said to you just before we we started recording, I was quite sort of nervous towards the end. Uh, maybe we'll talk through a little bit some of the uh, some of the key points from the from the second half. Um, Bulgaria scored first of all, but uh, from a from a penalty. But before that, they had a a second penalty. Rich, talk us through that. Oh, that first penalty, I should say. Talk us, um, talk us through that one. Well, that that was a foul uh, in the box. I mean, it was it was a blatant penalty um, through on goal, and uh, Tim Sparth got a booking, which rules him out of the Wales game on Wednesday, which uh, I, I know is heresy in these lands to say but I think that might not be a bad thing I think Wales are going to be a lot more physical a lot more direct and I think we've seen him in this Nations League campaign he, uh, whether it's age or playing in Greece now I don't know but he's I, I think maybe some some fresher stronger younger legs in there might might do some good um, and they and brought yeah, Rasmus Schiller on uh, for Sparrow um, yeah. Do you think that was with an eye on on having him sort of with, with a few more minutes in his legs for Wednesday? Uh, possibly. I mean, again, in in a way, he's kind of the natural replacement. But I, I'll be honest. I mean, having 
seen Schuller in the last couple of games, it's difficult to see if he's going to be much stronger than Sparv would be against Wales. I don't know if they might need a different kind of player. Um, but no, I mean, uh, Fredetsky saved the penalty the first time. What a save it was as well. Oh, yeah. strong hand. I know. And I mean, that's, that's his strength. And I mean, he kept, what, seven clean sheets in nine games up till now. Um, and then, what was it, four or five minutes later of that, they got a second penalty for a, I guess it's a 2020 handball. Two years ago, that wouldn't have been given. Uh, I think that the handball changes to suit VAR, of, even when there's no VAR. They live there. It hit Uranen as he was on the ground. Harsh, but it's 2020. Um, and Rodetsky got a hand to the penalty. And again, you know, they set up a tense last 20 minutes or so. I think, um, it, as, I mean, it just suited the game, really. I think having only one goal in it was, it gave Bulgaria something to chase. And it was, it became even more that attritional game that half of us thought it would be. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bulgaria, you know, they've they still got a chance now with the other result in the game of avoiding relegation, although they'll need to beat Ireland, I think. Um, but yeah, it was a gritty game, but um, ultimately Finland won. That was amazing. Okay, there was still some nice football played by, by Finland when they, when they got hold of the ball. Yeah, I think, you know, Puru Sori came on and he did a job, not only going forward, but I thought he was quite um, quite sensible in, in breaking up the play and, and his defensive play as well. Um, I mean, if if it would have been if it had been a knockout game, I think Finland could have gone a bit a bit more attacking and, and possibly nicked that third goal. But I think they obviously a little bit of game management came into it at the end after Bulgaria scored that penalty. And um, you saw you saw right at the end there, Niskan and get hold of the ball and take it, sort of roll it into the corner. And um, but yeah, Robin Lod, Robin Lod, what a game from him! You know, he's he's scored, he's he's created, and uh, yeah, what he, man of the match for me, Robin Lod. But yeah, Pedro Soria and Rasmus Schuller came in second half, and I think they they've done well. So yeah, I'm looking forward looking forward to Wednesday now. Uh, one someone mentioned Robin Lod at half time. Oh. Oh. He went sort of dancing across the pitch, almost like touch of the ball, spin, touch of the ball, pirouette, and then he was <laughs> unceremoniously smashed down um, yeah. to, win a, to win a free kick. But it, it, were, it just sort of encapsulated what we said at half time, I thought. Yeah, it was cruel, cruelly fouled, but that's the only way they could stop him, wasn't it? You know what I mean? He's, um, he, it's the only way to put it. He sort of danced through the midfield, and that's that's the only thing you can say about it, really. But um, that's that's what it, it looked like. It looked like it was like a ballerina dancing through the midfield there. But yeah, yeah, yeah he had yeah. a crack. He had he had a cracking game, and yeah, as I said, Puru Soiri played well, and um, yeah, and Rasmus Schuller came in and replaced Spav. He's he started to look he started to look the part, you know. He had, he had a cracking game. I think Mark said it was the best they'd seen him play the other night against France. Best they'd seen him play for Finland, and um, and yeah, he didn't do any harm tonight either. Yeah, I thought he was I'm more not. composed. Yeah, more composed than he is usually. I think that's two. I usually give him. I usually slate him. Um, and the last two games, I mean, against France, he did. I think he did lose the ball once in his own box. Aside from that, he had a really good game. And then this one, I, yeah, he didn't put a foot wrong since he since he came out to replace. Um, Spav, but I wouldn't pick him uh, for the Wales game. I'd I'd have Wales again. They're a strong team, physical. I'd put Yoni Kalko in because I also I think Yoni Kalko against France had an absolute game. Yeah, Kalko and Kamara 
in in the middle again as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And yeah, it was what, what we spoke what we spoke on, about. Sorry, okay, go on. Sorry, I was just saying, what, what we spoke about after the France game, you know, Calco at the moment is in complete beast mode and he, he, he was really not only strong and, but clever against France. And I think, I agree with Mark, that's exactly what's needed against the Wales midfield, you know. I was just going to mention Marcus Force, who uh, said he came on just for half time. Wasn't that many clear cut chances for Finland overall in the second half? And he didn't get much of a a chance. There was one time where Fulke broke away and, and was sort of bearing down on goal towards the left hand side. And we thought he might have a shot. It wasn't an easy opportunity. He tried to uh, try to cut it across his uh, strike partner, but but it kind of got defensively and, and cleared away. And that that seems to be the pattern of the second half. Really, not anything there. Well, I think when, when Pohyam Palo was on, it was Pohyam Palo that was up against the back line and Puki dropping off sort of in and around between the, the, the between Pohyam Palo and the midfield. But when Pohyam Palo went off, Puki went up uh, basically to hold the ball, probably because he's a bit uh, stronger. Uh, he's, a, he's a better at shielding the ball than Force is. But that put Force back in that, that terrible... It's such a hard job because when we don't have the ball, he, he becomes like basically a centre midfielder in part of a midfield five. And when we do, he's got to break up and break forward. And I think Force is, I mean, he's, he's young and he's quick. I think he's always better when he's on the, when he's on the back line, when he's off the shoulder. So, uh, yeah, he got stuck in a bit of a... When Buki went off, you saw a lot more of, of, uh, of Force because he, he sort of took the, the front line and then he was able to either move into the channels or, or go and win the ball. So I think uh, a bit unlucky because of, the, because of the role, which I think is not exactly a 100% fit for him. The, um, the, one, the one shame in that second half is where the big chance came where, I um, can't remember who it was, but was it, was it Lod even who squared it across the box, keeper parried it, um, it just went behind Soiri and there was no one else mm. following up. But, um, you know, if, if, the keeper, if the keeper's parrying in the box, you really, really are looking for someone to follow that up and smash it in the net. But, um, yeah, it just well, wasn't to be. Oh, was coming in at the back, back post, wasn't he, where you'd want to be? It was a bit early and the ball, the ball came behind Yeah. Him. Yeah. So how are we feeling about the Wales game? They they won uh, one nil at home to uh, Ireland tonight. I'd have been pleased and surprised if Ireland had got anything out of that game. Um, I always, when I look at the Wales team, they've got so potentially very good players, but I don't know if they've still got quite a long injury list. I mean, Gareth Bale being in the squad is scary on paper, but I think. He's, Injury and isn't pulling up trees at first yet. So, what do we think? I think it's going to be a tough game. Winning at Cardiff because they have to win. Um, it's going to be tricky. I think um, you know Wales, like you say, they they've got these players that they do seem to play as a team. And and let's be honest, that I mean, if we're going off tonight's result, you know, a one nil home win to Ireland is what you need is what they need to do and I think I mean Bale has that star quality there's no denying that but I think it's the rest of the players that perhaps we don't know so much about um, you know that they're, they're a strong squad they, they play like without meaning to be disparaging they play like a strong championship team they are direct they are physical they're quick they're not as skillful as some and I'm, but they're powerful, and I think that's where Finland's problems in midfield might come into it. I agree with, uh, I agree with with Rich. They they remind me of how Finland were like like ten years ago, 
you know, when Lipman was the star and they had a lot of really good other players sort of dotted around the team, but it was basically all fo- focused on how on how Lipman performed, whether or not they, they were in. I think Bale is, he was out of sorts when we played them back in, I think it was it September, but mm. he's he's got, I think, five, six, seven games, seven Premier League games under his belt now. He'll be in a better shape. Um, and they are well organised and they are, they are a tough. They're going to be a tough team to beat. It'll be a different type of game. They'll be better than when they beat us back in back in uh, September. Although when we when we played them, we had a lot of players that hadn't touched the ball in anger. Well, so Finland's defence then was a shadow. I mean, that was when they had Boyalo, yeah. O'Shaughnessy, um, Vice, and so yeah. it's going to be almost well. It's going to be different centre half pair. They'll probably play it four at the back. Yeah. I imagine with with these two now. So it'll be a different. I mean, because then in that game they kind of tore down the wings and it was Niskanen, you know, playing really well going forwards but got caught on a break. I think yeah. now with Alho and Urinen or whichever combination they go with, they'll probably be a lot more solid. So I imagine going through the middle will be their their avenue this time. I think I think you're right. They both both sides are um they could they've obviously they've come in similar similar veins, you know, like the the first game, it was it was one of those where both sides were trying to find their feet in this in this new international season or whatever the, this the, the first game of this nation's league and and yeah we've we've both sort of been been through that now and then meeting again at the end so yeah we're we're much more settled but but then again so are they so um, yeah it'll be an interesting game hopefully uh, Giggs I don't know if he's going to be uh, breaching any bail conditions by being on the bench or something like that but. Uh... That doesn't seem to have overshadowed them too much. So how about if we agree to meet up about half an hour before kickoff on Wednesday night, look back at the aftermath of these games, any of the injuries that, that have been sustained or suspensions, um, and then look at the look at the lineups before the game and uh, and talk through the action during and afterwards again. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll catch up before the Wales game and um, and see how see how we go for that. It's it's been. Uh, it's been really good to to sort of live live reaction chat before the game at half time and then and then afterwards yeah it's um we'll uh, we'll catch up again and, and see how we go against Wales. Okay, so thanks to the listener for joining us. Thanks to the viewer for watching us on YouTube. And until the next episode of the Hulkayad Match Day Live from the Finnish Football Show. Goodbye. Bye.